0: Welcome back to BoJack Horse Pod, the BoJack Horseman story. Today we'll be talking about Season 1, Episode 7, Say Anything. My name is Kirsten McInnes, and I am joined, as always, by the wonderful Lindsay Wilson. Lindsay, how's it going? It's going great. This is our seventh episode. I know, In after next week, we will have reached the threshold that says that we're going to continue doing this. But honestly... I just feel like we're going to keep doing this.
1: I am very much enjoying it. So I hope we continue doing this.
0: Can you imagine if I was like, actually, I'm not having fun at all? <laughs> like
1: I've decided I want to cut this off before number eight, because then we are legally obligated to continue.
0: Yeah. A, a podcast eight is when you sign the binding in, in blood. blood. <laughs> <course>. Oh, God. <laughs> what is happening? I, one of my very good friends, Matt Liguori, the other day was talking about how every podcast partnership has, like, some kind of weird dynamic to it, and I was like, no, Lindsay and I are just the same.
1: Pretty much. It's
0: like, it's, it's actually, we're just, like, super understanding and supportive of each other, like, and then maybe weirdly you, dark. It's like a functional relationship, ever heard of it?
1: Ever heard of it? Jealous of it? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Like, okay. I, okay, what did you, before we jump into this episode, did you like this episode? What did, what did you think of this episode?
1: I loved this episode, but not because it was fun to watch, but because it made me feel a lot of things.
0: Hmm. I don't... This episode is like a fine episode and I enjoyed it while I was watching it. This one was another one that I watched with my sister, which (laughs) I watched one with her a few weeks ago. And at the end, she turned to me and said, this one wasn't as funny as the last one. Definitely
1: not. This one's very not funny.
0: Right. And so then I'm trying to think, does that make it not as good or is it still like fine you know I think it's good but my sister like made me want it to be funny even though (laughs) I watched the whole episode not anticipating that
1: yeah no as I was watching it I was definitely thinking in some ways this episode is not as good but by the end of it I was like okay I'm definitely feeling a lot of stuff here and I was sitting here being like how much of this should I be divulging on the podcast we'll see how real things get today but definitely I think I liked this one I think second most I think it was not as good to me as the rock opera episode but I very much enjoyed this one.
0: Ooh, I don't know interesting yeah
1: what's okay. your favorite so far do you have off the top of your I head don't,
0: I don't know I think the aliens have zapped that away from me <laughs> that's very fair so. I was like what have we watched
1: that's the only one that comes to my mind as probably a favorite is rock opera yeah
0: that one was very good I do really like the episode with Sarah Lynn that we watched. oh yeah that one's very good too like it's a good episode
1: Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. I feel like I'll always have a special place in my heart now for rock opera because of your Marcus incident.
0: (laughs) I... And here's the thing. I don't remember what that man's real name is, but I remember Marcus. I think it's Wayne. Oh, yeah. See, Wayne just doesn't seem like a real name to me. (laughs) Yeah. Have you ever met anyone named Wayne?
1: Mm, I don't think so.
0: I actually think I've met one person named Wayne, but... That's not enough. Like, I I need more evidence that people named Wayne exist. It's a
1: really memorable Wayne.
0: Like, if your name is Wayne, give us a five-star review and let us know. (laughs) Then we'll we'll know you exist. What a pro. (laughs) I don't know I just feel like the odds of someone named Wayne listening to us are not that high
1: <laughs> very fair
0: I wonder if there's any Waynes in the REJP patron group I'm gonna look
1: yeah if you're named Wayne and I've met you and I just forgot you existed
0: I apologize I'm not gonna apologize they should try to be more
1: <laughs> be more memorable going forward
0: <laughs> okay let's see members I mean there's o- almost 3,000 people I feel like the odds of a Wayne are pretty high surely there's
1: someone named Wayne
0: there's one. Oh my god Oh they're from Toronto. Oh my god. You maybe have <laughs> met maybe this I person. Have met Wayne. Oh my god.
1: All right, let me look them up. <laughs> I don't know this person. I think we're safe.
0: Hmm. Okay. Well, that's good at least. Yeah. Okay. So should we talk about this episode?
1: I guess so. To just inform everyone, we've already been chatting for like 30 minutes, so we may as well focus on the episode.
0: Yeah, literally, t- we would go off on a tangent and be like, okay, should we talk BoJack and then go out on a different <laughs> tangent? And it's been honestly a treat. Love talking with Lindsay, whether it's on or off our uh, podcast. So such,
1: such a functional relationship. So beautiful. Honestly,
0: it's just so wonderful
1: <laughs> we're so gross it's fine
0: <laughs> honestly i we should honestly just put these feelings back where they belong which is inside and oh my god never be acknowledged yes to that point uh
1: my partner was having a rough day the other day as of work things and i went okay conceal don't feel <laughs> And
0: how did he respond to that?
1: <laughs> he was like very taken aback
0: but laughed a lot because it was uh, so shocking. Okay, sounds like it worked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It I feel good. like there was something I was supposed to try and use in my life that I don't remember what it yeah, was. who knows? Mm. <laughs> I feel like I forget everything you teach me, but then you listen to the podcast to edit it, so then you remember all. Yes,
1: everything is like permanently cemented in my brain. I'm like, oh, yes, all of the teachings of Kirsten. What
0: a dream for you. Such a dream. Wow. (laughs) It's like a master's course. (laughs) You're like, I could learn things that matter, but instead I'm going to internalize all of (laughs) Kirsten's weird philosophies.
1: Her perspectives on the magistrate who called me again today. (laughs) not the magistrate <laughs> I was literally gonna send you a screenshot like it's happening
0: <laughs> I haven't gotten a call from the magistrate in some time so
1: far it has only been the last two Mondays it's like he knows I'm gonna talk to you about this
0: I guess I'm an outlaw now I guess so yeah Wow. they've given up okay. on you speaking of outlaws nice so this episode starts with Bojack <laughs> having driven drunk <laughs> on Princess Carolyn's lawn I, I'm i just so good at this <laughs> so talented <laughs> And okay, so Bojack has been on a bender for the last two weeks since he found out about Diana Mr. Peanut Butter getting engaged. And then we get a montage of all the things Bojack has been doing, which really makes it seem like he's been driving drunk to her house every day for two weeks.
1: Yeah, and there's like a montage of things that he does with this homeless man that he thinks is John Stamos, and ultimately it ends with John Stamos dying.
0: Well, but then it ends with, actually, you came to my office, not Mm -hmm. my house, and also you were naked a lot of the time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Very, very unsettling to see... Naked Bojack.
1: Yeah, like his weird horse butt is very uh, like he's (laughs) troubling. He's
0: on all fours and he's naked. It's the most like a horse he's ever been, (laughs) right? But it's so unsettling.
1: It's yeah, it's really uncomfortable. I'm not totally sure why, but I was definitely unsettled by that too. I
0: was like, I don't, I don't care for this. Yeah,
1: no, no, not into that.
0: Okay, I also loved how Bojack's like, oh, but like, was I driving drunk? And then Princess Carolyn's like, oh no, Todd was your DD, but then you made him drink with you, so Todd is. also drunk they think princess carolyn's house is a (laughs) drive-thru
1: yeah he's been waiting for his burger for like 30 minutes
0: it's also i went from watching an episode of breaking bad straight into this episode of bojack And it's just so weird. (laughs) It would be really bizarre. Because, like, he doesn't sound exactly the same, right, when he's being Todd as when he's being Jesse Pinkman.
1: But, like, recognizable for sure.
0: But, like, it's definitely recognizably him. And I'm like, you were just cooking meth in the last episode. (laughs) And now...
1: And now drinking and driving. Now you're
0: drinking and driving, like, a full outlaw as well from him. Just Just like you just like me an Outlaw. (laughs) Okay, so what did you think about Bojack's like coping mechanism of bothering Princess Carolyn? So
1: it's like, you know, she's giving him that speech at the beginning of like, you have got to get your shit together. And I like that she's giving him this kind of tough love stuff. But it's also super frustrating that every time his life falls apart, he just like goes running to Princess Carolyn.
0: I feel like when my life falls apart, I'm going to come running into this podcast.
1: <laughs> I feel like I'm full-on going to be using this as a weekly therapy session.
0: We, I mean, we've been using it as a therapy session. It's been nearly two months. I don't know if I've resolved anything, but it sure feels nice to let it all out. Feels great. <laughs> so Princess Caroline makes a call and is like, listen, Bojack, you're the new face of Guten Bourbon. Mm
1: -hmm. A German urban bourbon.
0: (laughs) German urban bourbon. (laughs) And all you have to do is smile and stay upright. And Bojack says, I don't know, seems like a lot of work.
1: (laughs) Yeah, this is like her ploy to get him off of Diane and onto something else. And so she's like, all right, I'll just get you a job and then you'll forget all about her.
0: I feel like why hasn't she been putting this effort into getting him jobs this whole time and also for many years prior?
1: Yeah, true. (laughs) But especially like two weeks ago when he first showed up naked with John Stamos
0: I mean he wasn't ready to to face facts
1: yeah maybe yeah and she says like you take up 80 percent of my time and make me zero percent of my money
0: what a dream <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, to be
1: Bojack in that situation To be BoJack
0: and go- I mean I guess he's not really making any money either except for on like residuals yeah, but true. he gets 80 percent of someone's attention
1: yeah like that's pretty good
0: a lot of attention
1: I like constant attention so I think that yeah, would be I good like
0: attention everyone likes attention <laughs> Maybe I maybe I need to change industry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you need to get an agent.
0: <laughs> I need to, I need something where I have an agent.
1: Mm-hmm. If anyone wants to volunteer to be Kirsten's agent.
0: Yeah, if anyone wants to be my agent and give me 80% of their time for 0% of their money like that. <laughs> That's the dream. That would be ideal. I mean, it, it would be even better if I could make money, but like beggars can't be choosers here. <laughs> So I like, so Princess Caroline is meeting, I can, I did not get Lenny's last name one time. Turtle Tub. I wrote down Turtle Bomb and I knew that was wrong, <laughs> but I was like, I don't know what the right answer is, so I'm going to let it stand. So they're meeting about the Ava Braun movie because Zach Braff is going to direct <laughs> it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty wild. <laughs> it's like, oh, we, we locked in Zach Braff. And you're like, oh, I see. He's directing this Holocaust movie. That's interesting.
0: How do you feel about Zach Braff?
1: I have literally no feelings about Zach Braff.
0: I don't think I like him
1: yeah yeah no i have zero opinions like
0: What's- garden state is bad
1: that's zach braff <laughs> yes <laughs> don't think i've seen garden state
0: okay garden state is the worst and so many men will be like garden state's my favorite movie and it's like literally the pinnacle of manic pixie dream girl movies yeah where this just nothing dude played by zach braff gets his life he gets like flavor into his life by being with and i think it's natalie portman who plays the the woman in that movie that sounds right i'm looking at
1: a picture this is not who i thought this was i think i am opposed to this guy
0: (laughs) (laughs) so this man the only the absolute only good thing about garden state is that the entire soundtrack is by the shins and the shins are great so he has that going for him but anyways garden state is bad zach braff is bad and then he wanted to make a (laughs) sequel to the garden state so he launched it on kickstarter and got the people to fund his movie which I think was probably just as bad, if not worse, than The Garden State. And one of my friends contributed to the Kickstarter, and behind his TV had the posters, movie posters for Garden State, and then the sequel to Garden State. Did you watch Scrubs? I watched, I think, two seasons of Scrubs.
1: Mm-hmm. I watched no, none of Scrubs. I definitely thought this guy was Zach Efron when they said <laughs> Zach Efron. I was like, oh, it's that, like, young gentleman <laughs> who's, in those, <laughs> who's in those movies, the young people like. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, this is even better. I was like, Hi. isn't he that guy from High School Musical? Why is he directing this? Uh, <laughs> Amazing.
0: just made me so <laughs> <laughs> Why don't um, I
1: know anything about movies? This is really like, bad.
0: Because <laughs> the thing is, is I haven't seen anything.
1: <laughs> and I make you seem like you've seen everything.
0: <laughs> yeah, I look like a, a pop culture genius <laughs> compared to
1: you. <laughs> like a movie guru.
0: <laughs> it's like, I don't even know. But anyways. Garden State's bad. We are anti Zach Braff on this podcast. <laughs> an
1: anti Braff podcast.
0: Anti Braff. Okay, and I think we're I'm ambivalent to Kate Blanchett.
1: <laughs> it turns out that I am also ambivalent towards Zach Efron because that's who I thought it was.
0: Do you know? Do you know who Kate Blanchett is?
1: Kind of blonde woman, Kate Blanchett. Let's see what she was in that I care about, if anything. She's in she's Thor Ragnarok. Oh, she's Galadriel famous. in Lord of the Rings. Uh,
0: we're very different people. Haven't seen anything since
1: 2001 or whatever. She's, she is very famous. Yeah, if you'd ask me, like, do you know who this is? I could, like, pick her out of a lineup and stuff.
0: Hey, she did an episode of The Simpsons in 2020.
1: Oh, gross. That's,
0: her career has clearly
1: taken a dive. And, oh, the uh,
0: aviator. Yeah, that's, yeah, this is all good. We're such different people. <laughs> So you went from Lord of the Rings to The Aviator, but skipped The Life Aquatic?
1: I've never even heard of The Life Aquatic.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> Wes, you don't you don't know Wes Anderson?
1: I am familiar with Wes Anderson, yes. Have you seen that.
0: any Wes Anderson movies?
1: Yes, I saw, what's that camp movie? But you know the one. <laughs> Moonrise Kingdom, I saw that. Really liked it. Fantastic Mr. Fox, really liked that. Grand Budapest Hotel, I can't remember having any opinion about that.
0: What? It was so good. Uh,
1: i feel like it's been a long time when did that come out
0: 2014
1: oh geez i should remember this better then yeah. I saw that one
0: in theaters, and we had to go to like the fancy Calgary theater that like, mm, like doesn't limited get screenings. Yeah, the one that doesn't get that gets like all the limited screenings, and the entire theater was packed with like very old people, and they clapped at the end of the movie. <laughs> oh, so sad.
1: Yes, okay. I'm reading the description. Yes, this movie was good, but that's the extent okay. of the Wes Anderson I have seen.
0: You've mildly redeemed yourself, in <laughs> but so it's really great because Princess Carolyn is like, yes, we've got Zach Braff. This is great, and. Lenny is like, it ain't a deal till the deals are all done. Yeah,
1: I love that he keeps doing that all through this episode where he's like, as I said to this famous person, it ain't a done deal until the deals are all done.
0: But then he'll be like, as I said to this famous person, what? (laughs) You could say that to anyone. That's my favorite one. (laughs) What? 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 incredible lenny turtletop is voiced by jk simmons as well
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: do you know who jk Simmons? Is? <laughs> should i just pretend i do at this point oh jk simmons yeah okay mm-hmm. i would like to know what you recognize him from i'm assuming you've seen juno
1: I've seen Juno. That would be the first thing. He I'm is assuming also... that's what you know
0: because that's what we just watched Palm Springs. My sister and I, and she was like, "I recognize him from Juno," and I yeah. was like, "What?"
1: He is also the like head of the newspaper in Spider Man. So there's that Spider Man. Spider Man.
0: <laughs> Spider Man. Mr. Spider Man. <laughs> Joe Spider. No, please, Mr. Spider Man is my father. <laughs>
1: Uncle Ben Spiderman. Let's see. There's like nothing else that I recognize him from.
0: (laughs) You have not seen Whiplash? No. No, I have have seen seen none of these. Okay. I'm going to give you an assignment. Is it like watch everything? It's not watch everything because that's not feasible. And I don't think you're going to watch Whiplash even though it's very good and you should watch it. I want you to watch Palm Springs. I believe it's on Amazon Prime in Canada. It's on Hulu in America. (laughs) It's a very good movie.
1: Okay. I'm making a note of it i'd like you i'd like you to watch it and (laughs) report back i will think about it palm springs (laughs) noted it is in my phone and tomorrow i'll be like what the hell is this
0: oh god (laughs) um so then when princess Carolyn gets back to work there's been a merger at her talent agency and it's chaos
1: Yes, absolute chaos, and now she's working with Vanessa Gecko, who we have heard about before.
0: Yes, this is the first time we meet Vanessa Gecko, and I think it is very funny that they make Vanessa Gecko a human. It's hilarious. It's so
1: funny. I have that in here, too, funny how Vanessa Gecko is a human.
0: And she is voiced by Kristen Chenoweth, so Mm -hmm.
1: iconic.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh my god. She's the voice of Vanessa (laughs) Gecko. I can't cope with you. She <laughs> was in the original Broadway cast of Wicked. She was Glinda. She is very famous oh, on Broadway yes, mostly. Yes, yes.
1: She was recently on Conan, <laughs> your favorite
0: podcast. <laughs> and she also, you know, had some cameos on Glee over the years. Yes, you I know. do know this woman. She's familiar okay. to me. I know this woman.
1: They <laughs> <laughs> have to, like, look at photos and I'm like, yes, yes, I've seen you somewhere before. She's also Annabeth on the West Wing.
0: I'll admit, I've never seen the West Wing.
1: Yeah, I've seen the first four seasons a couple times, and every time I'm like, I'm going to watch the whole thing this time, and I've never made it all the way to the end.
0: I think you should put that dream aside. Yeah, maybe. I (laughs) think there are better shows that you could
1: watch. (laughs) Ones that have held up better.
0: Like, good (laughs) shows. How dare you? (laughs) I think think there's probably like a pretty active West Wing hive that's like (laughs) ready to come for you. (laughs)
1: Probably. For you, at least I'm trying to keep the dream alive.
0: I mean... If I want to watch a TV show about the White House, I'm going to watch Veep yeah, every time because oh, so Veep good. is good. <laughs> so good.
1: <laughs> yeah. We've gotten wildly off track. And like, <laughs> yeah. I, this, I mean. <laughs> they're like none of my notes.
0: <laughs> here's the thing. We knew that this was going to happen from the moment we jumped on the Zoom call, but I feel like everything we've talked about today relevant to the episode. I yep. have no regrets. Important. <laughs> Uh, it's all very important okay oh the one thing about the merger scene at the agency that i loved is there's a point where princess carolyn and vanessa gecko are having a conversation with like the frog ceo who Mm -hmm. i don't think we actually know but in the background there's just a wolf chasing a man yeah
1: true It's so good, and like I really love how they pull this off with like why Princess Carolyn hates Vanessa Gecko so much, and she's like she was at Soul Cycle, like her third one of the day or something, and she's like going home, I was at and, my
0: second Soul Cycle, yeah, and
1: she's like she's like I went home and made love to my husband of fifteen years, and then she like makes dinner for her three kids, and then goes to work, and it's like okay, I, I understand why you hate her so much.
0: Yeah, they do a very good job of making her unlikable, and she's also like way more successful in the field which obviously yeah uh, makes princess carolyn very jealous and she
1: has like all of the personal life things that she wants to so she's like everything she wants to be and hates her for it but also she's insufferable
0: we've all been there yes so then i guess should we just like bang through the todd stuff
1: yeah i feel like every week it's like let's just pound this out real quick
0: so this is the point where todd calls to be like i have good news and i've got bad news (laughs)
1: the good news is there is no good news or
0: something yeah the good news is there's not actually any good news and the bad news is Bojack is gone so Bojack has left this commercial shoot for reasons that will become readily apparent and Todd is just there and he like does Bojack's line for the commercial and the people are like whoa that was really good like can you do it again in a suit and then he becomes The star of the commercial.
1: Yeah, and he's immediately like, oh, don't worry. I'm not going to let this go to my head. And then just instantly becomes this, like, horrible diva.
0: (laughs) Who said you could sit in my seat? (laughs) It's like, I'm the
1: man behind the thing. And he's, like, getting completely wasted. Because we will come to find out that BoJack put
0: actual bourbon in the prop bourbon. Yeah, which, you know, you wouldn't think it would be a problem for BoJack because he's, like, a 2,000-pound horse. (laughs) But Todd is a much slighter frame.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he's getting completely wasted here and getting to become quite difficult to work with
0: at one point he's like i could do a better job if you got all these robots with their blinking red eyes away from me and I'm <laughs> Like, sir this is a com- we're making a commercial those are cameras he goes get them out of here <laughs> get them out of here <laughs>
1: he's like breaking the cameras and he's just being terrible it's like climbing a tree or something at one point or on a ladder Yeah,
0: he does climb a tree
1: might be on a ladder i don't know he's just like at a great height
0: (laughs) i think he climbs a tree
1: that sounds right i think
0: he's like up in a tree i don't think we see the climbing but you know ultimately commercial gets done and the episode ends basically with a billboard going up of todd selling the the bourbon the guten bourbon yeah yeah
1: it's a very good bourbon
0: very very good bourbon (laughs) okay Perfect. That was easy. (laughs) That's the thing, too, is it's like I feel like these episodes really just have one plot. Yeah. Because even though Todd will have the B plot, it's always tied into the main plot at least a little bit. And then it's just irrelevant. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. So Bojack is waiting in Princess Carolyn's office because he's decided that he is in love with her. Clearly they're in love with each other and they should be together. And I really liked when Princess Carolyn says, no, you're in love with Diane and you aren't really in love with her. You just think you are because you pay her to listen to you.
1: Yeah, I love that so much. And actually, I was thinking I didn't mention last time because I wanted to cover it this time. But we had a question last week from Stefan where he mentioned, he said, like, do you feel like that's the only reason that Bojack likes Diane? Like, do you think it's just because she has to listen to him? And he opened up to her.
0: I mean, so I think that's definitely part of it. But at the same time, we do see that there's definite chemistry between them. So I'm assuming they have a little bit of a spark on top of it. Mm hmm and you know telling people things does make you feel closer to them so I feel like they kind of have a fake intimacy from the mm-hmm. the book deal that is intensified by the frizzing of passion that they share that's yes, very fair yeah
1: and like like you said I love Francis carolyn here she's like you just think you are because you pay her to listen to you talk about yourself I love that so much and this is like I think kind of her high point where she's so strong about it here and then he's just gonna like chip away at that over the course of the episode
0: well he's being very charming like Bojo Jack is being more charming than we have seen him throughout the series.
1: Yeah. Do you think this starts, I guess we didn't even like, we didn't mention it, but do you think this starts because when Princess Carolyn is giving him that speech at the beginning, she's like, you've got to get your shit together. Like, you're talented and you're good and whatever. And he's like, did you really mean that? And she's like, yeah, of course. I mean everything I say. Like, do you feel like that starts it? Or do you think this is just his, like, obviously this is just his MO, but.
0: Yeah, I think he just has a pattern of going to Princess Carolyn when things go wrong in his life. And they have dated in the past, so it's very comfortable to do so and I think he never really asked Diane out but I think he still feels super rejected by her with her getting engaged to Mr. Peanut Butter. so I can see like I feel like it's very easy if you get rejected by someone to be like okay well I'm just gonna go back to the last person who didn't reject me and that'll be easy and Mm -hmm. it's never as easy as it sounds
1: Yeah, and so yeah, so she says like, you tell me this every single time something bad happens to you. And I just hate that he does that to her so very much that every time something bad happens to him, he decides to just mess with her head and screw with her life.
0: Yeah, it turns out that Bojack is a bad guy, actually. (laughs) Who knew?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So weird.
0: So then this is all compounded by the fact that Braff is using the merger as a reason to not complete the deal anymore he wants more money than is feasible and he's he's out mm-hmm. so now they have to find a new director
1: yeah I love that when Lenny calls to tell her this when he's walking around his office he's moving super slowly <laughs> I love that detail
0: hey slow and steady wins the race okay oh, nailed it <laughs> I was about to say that I was like did I just forget what I was trying to say <laughs> But I I took it slow and steady, and it was fine.
1: Slow and steady. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I thought that one of the moments that I laughed the loudest in this episode is when Princess Karen's like, I gotta go. I have to find a new director. And Bojack goes, or you could find my nude erector. <laughs> Like, it's not even funny at all, but I laughed out loud.
1: It was so good. I really liked that, too.
0: (laughs) So Princess Carolyn is like, I can't date you and be your agent. So he fires her and hires Vanessa Gecko so that they can be together.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's really ridiculous. He says like, now I can date you and I can get a better agent. You're just like, my God, please stop.
0: God, shut up, Bojack. Oh, he's so mean to Princess Carolyn. It makes me so mad. But this was really great timing because the bird journalists have finally made contact with their blackmail. Yeah, I was really surprised how long this bird journalist thing goes on. I love the bird journalists. They come in with their photos of Bojack with Sarah Lynn. I was about to call her Vanessa Lynn. Vanessa Lynn. <laughs> Just because I could see Vanessa Gecko's name on my screen. <laughs> they have the photos and they want $150 each.
1: And she's so willing to pay it and then is like, oh, but actually, you can't do this.
0: I love she's like okay yeah let me get my checkbook oh wait so you know you can't take photos on private property without a permit right and you did have a permit right and are you aware that extortion is a class four felony and then when you factor in them like the murder of Tupac and then, yeah. we didn't do that and she's like well someone's got to take the fall I love that <laughs> and they just leave
1: how familiar are you or were you with Tupac
0: I know of Tupac Mm -hmm. I know Mm -hmm. that Tupac was murdered I know that some people think he's still alive (laughs) and I have heard some Tupac songs
1: my sister was like obsessed with tupac actually the sister who listens to this podcast shout out to Hazel she oh, used to have hi, like
0: Hazel.
1: a used to have like a tupac poster in our computer room I don't know if she'll remember that but it said only God can judge me anyway so I was very aware of, <laughs> of all of this like biggie versus Tupac stuff at an inappropriately young age
0: I'm just surprised you know anything about culture. <laughs> <laughs> So my older sister is a little a little younger than your siblings. I can tell based on which rapper she was obsessed with. My sister was obsessed with Nellie.
1: Oh yep, there you go. Checks out.
0: And Nelly was the he's the guy who wore the band yeah, he had the band-aid on his face. And oh, true. like my si- my sister would like put a band on her face. Oh, no. <laughs> she was so obsessed with Nelly. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> She doesn't listen to this podcast, so it's fine. <laughs> okay, so we also meet, they have a new intern. It's Charlie Witherspoon. He's the son of the CEO.
1: Yes, he's got very sticky hands. That's so like his most notable thing <laughs> I love he walks in She's the like, room.
0: My hands are very sticky. <laughs> and it's like, phone is ringing. Phone is ringing.
1: That's a pretty good impression of him. <laughs>
0: I love Charlie Weatherspoon so much.
1: Do you know <laughs> Stefan tells us that he is voiced by the creator of the show. What?
0: Yeah, incredible. He could be voiced <laughs> by me, as as evidenced by us. Yes. That's so ago. good. Bonus, right? I just oh, it's it's good because I'm very shrill, and that really helps <laughs> with, with his voice. Uh, I just love. I feel like he's a different kind of frog than yeah he's like a tree frog CEO. like at first i was like oh did they make charlie witherspoon a gecko and then <laughs> vanessa gecko's a human because i think that would have almost been the better joke
1: yeah true but then, tree frogs do have pretty sticky hands they're like hanging off trees all the time
0: well i mean yeah they gotta climb stuff yeah so that's something charlie witherspoon's always getting stuck yeah <laughs> his tie his hands it's a it's a whole thing and so in the midst of everything vanessa gecko takes over the ava braun movie
1: yeah yeah princess carolyn is like dealing with todd and so she's slightly late for the meeting and then she gets there and vanessa gecko has just like taken over the meeting brought on quentin Mm -hmm. (laughs) Tarantulino and took all of her clients
0: because he's always wanted to direct a rom-com yeah. Which oh is certainly gosh. what the Ava Braun movie is.
1: Yeah. Princess Carolyn rightly points out like this is not supposed to be a rom-com. And
0: they're like oh whatever. Yes it is. It's fine. <laughs> I just I don't understand how Vanessa Gecko just gets to take things over but. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really get that either. It's fine. She does it, And in the midst of this Bojack finds Princess Carolyn in this low moment and is like just come for dr- dinner and drinks with me. And she's like okay fine.
1: Yeah. He's so manipulative here. He's like, you know, you don't actually have to work. Like, you're choosing to work. And instead, you could choose to be happy with me. And just, like, keeps insisting that he's in love with her. And like, uh, this bothers me very, very much. Right.
0: And then they go for dinner. And, he, and it seems like they're having just an amazing time. And he's like, let's get some gelato, drive to the ocean, stick our feet in the water. Like going to be great she goes to the bathroom gives herself a pep talk is like okay choose happiness you're going to choose happiness it's going to be fine and while she's in the bathroom that's when she gets um the call from vanessa gecko that she's fully stealing kate blanchett as a as a client
1: Mm -hmm. Vanessa Gecko is so awful. So mean.
0: She's like, why aren't you at work? And Princess Carolyn is like, I left at 8.30, Mm -hmm. which means that this is probably like 10 or 10.30 p.m. that Vanessa Gecko is still in the office. Yeah. Which, I mean, doesn't actually bode well for her happy family at home, if you ask me. Not great. Whatever, Vanessa Gecko. But she's like, being a mom helped my career? I really can have it all.
1: Yeah, because she says like the reason Kate Blanchett wanted to work with her is because she's also a working mother. She wanted someone who understood Stands her.
0: Disgusting to me, but whatever. <laughs> and so Princess Carolyn's like, it's fine, I'm going to choose to be happy. Mm-hmm. But at this moment, Bojack also gets a phone call, and it is from Herb Castron.
1: Yeah, and he's. I love how he answers the call by being like, "Hey, ruined any lives lately, asshole?"
0: Yeah, he says, "I got your message. If you have anything to say to me, come to Malibu. Say it to my face. I'll yeah. still be alive tomorrow, but after that, who knows?" Yeah. Which really brings everything down. And so Princess Carolyn comes out. She's so excited to go get gelato and go to the ocean. And BoJack's like, "I've been acting crazy. Like, I'm back to reality now. I don't love you. You don't love me. Like, we're just two people trying not to hate ourselves." Yeah
1: like that line has always stood out to me like I mean even even the first time I watched this I remember that line of like we're just two lonely people trying to hate ourselves a little less Is like woof, that's heavy and also unfortunately relatable at the time and it's just like yeah I think that's why this episode like hits so hard it's just like that's a very powerful so, sad moment
0: that's very sad but the part that gets me is where Princess Carolyn says I knew this would happen mm-hmm. but I let myself get excited anyways because I, I feel like lit- that's me as I literally let myself get excited for everything and mm-hmm. then get totally screwed over every yeah
1: and you, and you like probably and you consciously think to yourself like don't get excited like this isn't a real thing and then you let yourself do it anyway and it's just like such a crushing blow when it all falls apart even though you knew it was gonna happen and then it's that much worse because you feel
0: stupid exactly exactly the even the most brutal part of this is when Bojack doesn't even give her a ride home
1: I know he's such a dick she's like that's what happens when you fall for a horse or whatever she
0: says of, course, of course yeah that's what you get when you
1: fall for a horse
0: which I wonder how many times Princess Carolyn has said that to herself yeah
1: <laughs> and then that's when she gives herself the you've got to get your shit together speech
0: oh and she's like working out living her best life I love the scenes at the gym with Princess Carolyn
1: yeah I love how they always we may have talked about it in like the first episode but how she's always like next to a cheetah running really fast and a sloth moving really slowly
0: yeah and then she's chasing the mouse yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's like, so did that was that mouse on a string above the treadmill before or did she put it there?
1: Yeah, did she bring her own from home?
0: Right, like that's that's what I would like to know. So when she gets into work, she finds out that the agency wants to drop BoJack. Vanessa Gecko had tore up the contract in front of Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow, Paltrow? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, mm, I didn't write that part down. I was like, I'll remember Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, she wanted to show Gwyneth she's a priority.
0: Yes, exactly. And so <laughs> ever they just wanna drop him. The CEO frog is like, Yeah, whatever, he makes us no money and Princess crown's like, I will get him a feature by the end of the day.
1: Yeah, she has specifically said like she's not getting invested in him and she's not gonna let him drag her in, down into his shit anymore. And then as soon as she sees that they're thinking about dropping him, she just can't help herself. She's like, Okay, no, I'll get him a movie by the end of the day. Yeah,
0: she's like, I'll get him a feature and they're like, Okay, fine. If you get him a feature, he can stay. Yeah. And she's making calls all day long she's getting no success and yeah I love finally, the montage
1: of that where she's like what's that you hate him what's that you'll never work with him again what's that
0: <laughs> yeah exactly just over and over all the reasons why the dark career is over but then she has a meeting with Cameron Crowe who is a raven yes
1: <laughs> yeah not a crow
0: not a crow and she brings him Kate Blanchett's favorite book being like you're the perfect director to make this into a movie you should definitely do this yeah
1: she's she, he says like oh Oh, but isn't Cate Blanchett doing that Ava Braun movie? She's like, yeah, but she'll drop everything to play that part.
0: And she does. Yeah.
1: I think importantly, too, like Vanessa Gecko says Bojack is dead weight and Princess Carolyn shouldn't be putting this much work in. She's like, if you don't cut him loose, you're never going to be happy. And I think that's like very good advice to be receiving from <laughs> Vanessa Gecko on the way out.
0: Yeah, but also it's like, what, you're going to listen to Vanessa Gecko? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like,
1: of course, she's not going to drop him now.
0: Get, get lost, lady. Like, that's that's <laughs> what I have to say to Vanessa Gecko. <laughs> yeah, too little, too late. And so this is where the pure mastery of Princess Carolyn's plan comes into place. And it's this so is beautiful. the second time we've seen her do like a very strategic planning session.
1: Mm-hmm. This one's like especially beautiful, I think, because in the last one, we saw it all come together at the end. But here I like that we've seen the pain along the way. And this is like the first proper Princess Carolyn episode. And so I really like how it all comes together so beautifully at the end.
0: 100%. So the Ava movie is dead. Vanessa Gecko fired. And then Princess Carolyn talks on the phone with our good friend, Lenny Turtletab. I want to call him Turtle Bomb every time. (laughs) And Lenny is like, Quentin Tarantellino or whatever. a Tarantellino? I don't know. It's it's an absolute ridiculous name. Yeah, it's so stupid. It's such a stretch. (laughs) Like the absolute audacity of the creators and writers of BoJack Horseman to do this (laughs) to us. He's always wanted to do a rom-com. And Princess Carolyn goes, well, what about a movie about that guy who stole the d from the hollywood sign we could totally do that like oh but who will play the lead oh it should be someone who's kind of washed up mm-hmm. and princess caroline gets bojack the spot in the story which is just extra great because he's actually the one who stole yeah <laughs>
1: it's so perfect
0: if you think about it so bojack had horsing around and then mr peanut butter's house happened and it was just basically a carbon copy of the horsing around except with the zoe and the zelda of it all mm-hmm. and then bojack falls in love with mr peanut butter's a girlfriend steals a hollywood sign for her mr peanut butter takes the credit for it and now bojack will play that in the movie <laughs> like it's just the layers to this are so what good. make it so good and when princess carolyn calls bojack to let him know about this he is in the car with diane
1: Yeah, it's like quite a shocking reveal where they like pull back and it's like Diana sitting there looking pretty upset.
0: Yeah, she looks very upset. We don't know why they're together. We don't know where they've been. Mm -hmm. We don't understand this at all. And Bojack is like, it doesn't matter nothing matters mm-hmm.
1: yeah and she's like what happened and he just hangs up on her
0: and then her phone alarm goes off happy birthday princess carolyn you are 40 <sighs> and the episode's so brutal. over.
1: she goes thanks phone it's just like oh my god
0: now is she really 40 or is she three I don't think we got an answer on this
1: is she cat 40 or human 40
0: exactly
1: somewhere in between
0: that's what we need to know (laughs) what an episode
1: yeah it's like so I guess the thing for me and like I said I was gonna make this a therapy session but like the thing for me is like I relate so hard to Princess Carolyn here I had a BoJack in my life and that was 100% his MO was like anytime he was having a crappy day year week whatever it was like let me just like mess your life up a little bit maybe we should be in love we clearly love each other and then assume as things got back on track, it was like, oh, actually, no. And like, it's just, it messes with your head so much and it's so frustrating and horrible and manipulative. And I felt like they captured that so incredibly well. And I think one of the things that like you and I can bring in a sort of unique way in our BoJack analysis is like, I think a lot of people can relate to like the bojack mental health stuff and watching this show but i think we can maybe contribute a little bit from the people who are impacted by crappy toxic people perspective
0: yeah because we're perfect and we're never the problem we're perfect <laughs> all the time <laughs> i think i can bring the unique perspective of i've been impacted by many toxic people but i've also been the toxic person not necessarily in like romantic relationships so much well a little bit but <laughs> it, i like I I'm, I'm, I'm not the best sometimes.
1: I feel like if you can even like have the self-awareness to be like, "Oh, maybe I wasn't the best to that person." Like even that is an improvement on the Bojack types.
0: Yeah, that's true. I think I'm more of a post-rehab friend. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, at least definitely. At least there's that.
1: I Feel like that's how we can characterize people from now on. <laughs> like are, are they, they a, a pre-, pre- or post- post-rehab rehab friend? <laughs>
0: Okay. I I don't mind that. I feel like I definitely (laughs) know some pre-rehab people. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh, what a problem. Okay. So how do we rate Bojack's emotional manipulation of Princess Carolyn compared to the other bad things he's done?
1: Yeah. So I feel like I'm too close to it. I'm not going to do a good job of like ranking this, but let's think about it. Okay. So currently, do you, would you like the, the recap? I would,
0: I would absolutely love it because you know I can't remember.
1: <laughs> I didn't want to assume, but I thought there was a good chance you didn't remember. Aliens. So
0: And undiagnosed ADD.
1: <laughs> so number one is enabling slash sleeping with Sarah Lynn. Number two, ruining Todd's rock opera. Number three is not bailing Todd out of prison. Number four is being mean to Diane in front of her brothers, and number five is stealing the muffins from Neil McBeal.
0: Okay, so I would put this one above being mean to Diane in front of her brothers. Definitely, yes. I do think there's a big gap between those two things, Mm -hmm. but I don't think it's worse than leaving Todd in prison in a supermax. Yeah,
1: (laughs) especially when it was $50 to get a max. Like
0: if I had to choose between being in a Supermax and being jerked around by a man, I'll take (laughs) the second one even though I don't want either.
1: Fair, okay, yeah, I think that's a good place for it. Like, there are mean things that he will do to Princess Carolyn going forward, and I'm sure we can weigh in on that when the time comes. But for now, I think this is not as bad as leaving Todd in a supermax for fifty dollars.
0: Yeah, that, I think that's where it has to be. I'd like, I, I don't think I would feel comfortable putting it above the, the prison thing. Yeah, <laughs> very fair. Yeah, Especially I think since Todd almost died in prison.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely like for he, sure. His like his teeth were is... on the curve. <laughs> so uh, that was so evocative have been bad manipulating princess carolyn and being mean to diane like they're kind of the same type of behavior and and it's
0: just to me the princess carolyn is stuff is worse because of the like relationship they've had and they've Mm -hmm. been working together and being together for years
1: yeah so definitely like a chronic insidious problem
0: chronic and insidious Yeah.
1: Okay. In terms of feedback, we did get an email from Stefan, which I have alluded to a few times. But he also wanted to just like call attention to the fact that this is the episode where we find out that Todd's last name is Chavez. And uh, Stefan says, like, I'm an example of someone who is white, but also Latino. And I appreciate that they eventually explain that people can be two or more things at once, even if on the outside, they only appear to be one thing. See also Cameron Diaz.
0: (laughs) The C also gets me. Yeah, I love that C also. Cameron C Diaz. also, Cameron Diaz. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. I I do like that it is hinting at the fact that there is going to be more to Todd's story. Like, yeah. a, just a crumb of background information about Todd is huge at this point in the show.
1: Definitely. I think it's interesting how we're like, what was this, episode seven, I guess, how we're like gradually getting more from these characters. But Todd is one that we still don't have a lot of. I think maybe the rock opera one was meant to be a bit more Todd focused, but like we still don't get much by way of character development even well, in that yeah one.
0: because that whole thing was about todd but through the lens of bojack
1: yeah exactly and like him being a screw up and it's like okay well we want to see a little bit more growth before we can call it a todd episode i think
0: yeah that episode was through the bojack gaze you know yeah. so we we need a little bit more todd before you can really feel like we know him and so even just getting his last name is like oh hey yeah that's something that's <laughs> something i also didn't realize that we learned that so early me
1: either yeah and actually stefan had messaged me separately and had said like did we find out about the chavez thing yet and i was like not yet and then this was the week so.
0: wow what a dream such a dream
1: did you have any any other feedback from anybody
0: no nobody's talks <laughs> to me it's so rude I don't think we have any new reviews, which is really rude. So if you want next week's episode to be more exciting because we'll be able to reply to your feedback, leave us a review. Five stars only. Mm. Let us know what you think. Let us know if we're too off topic. Let us know if we're not (laughs) off topic enough. Yeah, nothing Um, will change
1: if we don't hear from you. We need to have measurable, you know, feedback.
0: Yeah, we need smart goals. And with that, (laughs) we need to know what those goals should be based on your feedback. But also, I'm never going to change. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, we don't do this on purpose.
0: This is just who we are as as people. It's just an enneagram type 1 and an enneagram type 8, okay? And it's an interesting combination.
1: I uh, did like I saw the tweet from somebody that said like can we get animation of Kirsten as a cat and Lindsay as an owl and I would really appreciate if that uh, happened. <laughs>
0: that would be incredible. If anybody wants to draw us as like our BoJack animals into it. <laughs> that would be incredible. Oh, actually there were there were some tweets We've got Jules at Stonehenge 3 has listened to the first two episodes and loves the way we play off each other. Enjoys oh, the recap. love
1: this one. <laughs>
0: Laughter is contagious. Lovely escape from the harsh realities of the world while oh. touching upon certain realities because the show demands it. That's so, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, they said they're going to rewatch the show along with us. So love what's that. up, Jules? Sorry I said that we didn't have any feedback because we definitely got some tweets. PJ Goen has been tweeting with us as well. Rahat Polster replied to the zoe zelda podcast which i tweeted with the caption where do you fall on the zoe zelda spectrum and they said classic zelda question <laughs> <laughs> and then kx brought up the the alien explanation will we remember the explanation so that's yeah. that's tbd so if you <laughs> want to talk with us tweet us at bojackhorsepod or email us bojackhorsepod at gmail.com synergy baby so good. Yes. What's wrong with me today?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I respond to the emails embarrassingly quickly, so if you send us something, I will surely see it.
0: <laughs> I do. I reply to the tweets right away, but then I don't remember that I replied to them. So. <laughs> that's that's on me, but I will reply. So that, I feel like that's it, right? That that's all. I think that's it. Yeah, I feel
1: like we really like picked up the pace there, and this is in the back half.
0: <laughs> yeah, we were like, okay, let's turn this, let's turn this boat around.
1: <laughs> the opposite of last week last week we were like 25 minutes with no bits and then it kind of fell apart at the end
0: <laughs> it's but you know what here's the thing i think you can rely on about half of the episode being nonsense
1: mm-hmm. and is
0: it gonna be the front half is it gonna be the back half is it gonna be interspersed throughout that's the surprise that's exactly. what you don't know
1: that's what you're here for is the surprise that's
0: always for the surprise. Okay. Well, <laughs> Lindsay, thank you for all the work you're about to do editing this episode because you're truly a saint. It's my pleasure. Where can people find you if they want to hear more from you?
1: People can mostly find me here, but you can also find me on the Simpsons Then and Now, a weekly Simpsons podcast where we talk about two episodes linked by a common theme. So come join us over there. We are at Simpsons Then Now.
0: Hell yeah. And if you want to hear more from me, I I am on Kowski Cast. that's cow with a K, talking about Riverdale every week they just did a seven year time jump whoa it's nuts well here's the thing okay the time jump was seven years but it happened in the span of one year
1: whoa
0: it's wild they must have aliens too i'm also podcasting weekly about the new temptation island over on rhap so you can catch that at rob has slash temptation island
1: yes i listened to that first episode and let me tell you i would never break the honor of a pinky swear with you
0: thank you okay good it's just really important to me Sanctity um, cannot be
1: compromised.
0: Exactly. I'm still furious like Colin Stone for breaking up a that. Does. As you should be. <laughs> and then also, uh, I'm on every platform at Kirsten said what? And twitch.tv slash Kirsten said what? There's going to be BB can stuff too soon. I don't know. I might just die. It's fine. <laughs> that's too much. It's so much. That's too, that's too much, man. That's too much, man.
1: Oh, man, that was such a perfect opportunity for that.
0: <laughs> now you can just cut out my part and you could just put it in and then <laughs> (laughs) this is perfect Um, people will
1: think I'm so clever
0: (laughs) if they don't already then they're on drugs it's fine okay (laughs) and thank you to Well From America for our fabulous theme song we will be back next week with season one episode eight The Telescope so until then Bye. bye